You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily Ohio State Buckeyes podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. Matt Hayes, Brandon Beam, Friday, October 19th. Right here in Seabus, the 614. Beam, what's good, man? How man, you feeling today? Crazy. I'm good, Maddie. I'm good. It's a beautiful day once again. We've hit the uh, we've hit the fall stretch here in Columbus. I mean, again, it's going to be 50, 55 degrees out. It's going to be sunny. It's going to be a beautiful weekend here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's crazy, man. The way that, you know, you just said that week, you know, week eight, October week eight. 19th, like we're here. Where did this it is, go? Where this did is it go? unbelievable. And yeah, so like to madness. give people, you know, a, a look behind what goes on in radio, yeah. uh, at least here in Columbus, you know, cause Maddie's produces a show and up until just recently I was a producer as well. And I just, it's amazing, man, because when football season rolls around, everything's it's, so easy and like you know, you can talk about topics, yeah. anything you want. Football, football, long. football. Right. Either sprinkle in baseball, sprinkle in a little bit of blue jackets. And um, you know, when you just said that, you know, it's October nineteenth and man. I'm just I just realized like, damn, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be winter before we know it. And the look into our life is that yeah. you know, when you get past the Super Bowl, yep, everything you get past the Super Bowl it's like that's the time where we earn our money yeah. because we have nothing to talk about. So the the only thing that you can do yeah. is like mine stories yes. and come up with top ten yes. lists and yes. you know everything like that. It becomes so it's list just, season. Oh man, it's just crazy right now. It's that tough, man. It's week eight of college football and like we're almost you know we're we're halfway done with no, the season. I know it's bananas how how fast it really goes by. And look, what's what's the famous saying? Time flies when you're having fun, and we it all really have fun does. during football season. Yeah. So. It makes sense, man, that this season really went by really And that's why. you got to always take the L. You have to take the L. It's worth it to be tired at work. It's worth it to watch all these games sure. because when you get to those dog days, if you're not a big hockey fan, you're not a big NBA or college basketball fan, it's a then long good luck. run. Yeah. It's a long run for yeah. you to get back to happiness in sports, and that is football. All right, so we got this game tomorrow. And, look, I have been throughout the week – Starting to become more and more and more worried. Yeah, I'm a little paranoid right now sitting here on a Friday. Um, Just because everything that we've talked about all week long about both of these defenses and style makes, styles make fights, and this right now, if you just look at this, yes, Ohio State has more talent across the board. Of course they do. We understand that. But the glaring hole, the gl- glaring weakness of this squad this year has been this past defense. Yes. And what we're going to see tomorrow is a guy in David Blau who has been lighting things up. He's thrown a 550-yard-plus game in the last handful of games. And we got Rondell Moore. We'll talk about him a little bit throughout the game. But being right now, on a scale of 1 to 10, where are you on a worried scale? 10 being, I'm really worried about tomorrow. 1, I don't even know why we're doing this podcast. They're going to roll them. Where are you at right now? Uh, I'm at about... I'm at about a six, and I'll tell you why I'm that low. Because if you look at the kickoff forecast, Maddie, it's going to be 20 to 25 mile an hour winds, and it's going to be a little bit rainy. So that, for me, tells me right there, it's like this is not going to be an aired out game. So when you tell me my worry level about the pass defense, it goes down. Because if this was, you know, dome conditions or you're playing this game uh, at Purdue on a beautiful natural surface where there's nothing going on, there's no wind, there's no rain, then I would be at probably an eight or a nine. 
but you tell me those conditions. Uh, if it's going to be rainy, it's going to be windy over there in West Lafayette. With that natural field, like that's got a chance to get muddy. That's got a chance to point. get uh, you know, all mucked up there. So like it it, it dies down a little bit. Sure. But good players find ways to be great in big games. No doubt. And I still think that you know Rondale Moore and company over there for Purdue are still going to find a way to try and tear Ohio State up yeah. in the air, even though the the wind the wind speeds are going to be a problem. And look, let's face it. Look, you get Rondale Moore. We talked about this yesterday. He's a guy that moves all over the formations for for Purdue's offense, and he's a guy that you can get those hand around, those end around, sure. quick squir- quick screen passes, all that stuff can still work in inclement weather. So I look for them to find any way. Being when you got a guy like that, you got to find a way to get him the ball anytime on the field because he's that electric. Now look, if he's a guy that's not going to have a big impact, they got a pretty good running back in. Knox, he's not bad. He's a pretty. Yeah. He's kind of like a bowling ball. He's real stocky, like so Mike he, Weber. He's like Mike Weber exactly. Yeah. So he could be tough to tackle in weather like this. But I mean, I, I'm just still going to be very concerned about this pass game because even if they're not taking big shots deep, and we've seen this Ohio State team have trouble tackling in space throughout the year. Of course, and when you got a guy like Rondell Moore who's real slippery, man. It's going to take one for him to get to the house. So that's going to be concerning. Ohio State right now, 12 and a half point favorite. You got a 68 and a half Ooh, over It's gone under. down. It has it gone 13 down. 13 and a half a couple days exactly. ago. So look, I'm not, I don't really dive too much into the Vegas lines, but Vegas yeah. a lot is they know what they're talking about. And so I think they feel what we feel and that this thing could get tight because of what we see from Ohio State's uh, defense. Here we go with some stats for the Purdue Boilermakers on offense. 510 total yards on offense, 23 points per, allowed per game, 30, 33 and a half points per game, 338 yards passing, 179 on the ground. So what they want to do clearly is throw the ball around, but what you laid out, Beam, is that it may be a problem if the weather doesn't go in their favor. Ohio State, what they need to do is tackle well because if you don't, Knox and Rondell Moore will get loose and take it to, ha- to the house. That cannot happen. And let's say the weather is fine. Yeah. Beam. Then you go back to, hey, keep everything in front of you. Sure. Don't let, don't get beat. Don't get beat downfield. And I think too, Maddie, what you have to, what you see in this Purdue team, in this Purdue offense is that you know that Urban Meyer is the kind of guy that it's going to be a shotgun play every single time. He's talked about it. He's not going to go under center. The QB sneaks not in the bag. Whatever. I mean, that means he'll probably sneak it this weekend at some point just because we said that. Uh, But you look at this Purdue football team, they are not afraid to mix styles up. They'll go under center. They'll do shotgun. They'll run anything. They'll run a wildcat formation. They'll do anything. This is a Jeff Brom coached offense. And real quick with Mm -hmm. Jeff Brom, he's a trick play specialist. Absolutely. He's known for that. He's known for that. Yeah. And so this is a, a Jeff Brom. Uh, coached offense, Matty, who's going to give you a lot of looks. And I believe you touched on it earlier this week in the podcast that, like, they'll shift Rondale Moore in motion on on, ev- on every Everywhere. play just because— Eye candy. Just, yeah, exactly. To confuse the defense. Just to confuse yes. the defense. Who's got to make sure everybody's lined up. And sometimes, you know, he won't even be a factor in the right. play. Maybe it'll be a quick slant, quick slant to the weak side of the field, and Moore won't even be in the play. But th- that's something uh, that you have to watch for later in these games. So yeah. this is an offense who does a lot of different things. They for don't sure. have really one style of play. Uh, once Sindelar went out and once David Blau actually got the starting job, I think they finally figured out, okay, these this is going to be the guy. This is who we're going to roll yeah. with. And he can do just about anything on the football field. So what we need to do 
is uh, become very creative yes. and move a lot of people around, go to different formations. But, yeah, the key for the defense this weekend, keep people in front of you. Do not give up those chunk yardage plays. Going back to the Minnesota game, we stressed it all week, nine plays of 15 Can't yards happen. or more. You do that against this offense, you do that against Rondale Moore, yeah. Jordan Fuller's not tackling no, that he's dude. Not. He's to space. the house. He's to the house. He's throwing up the deuces like Tyreek Hero. Here, I got some nuggets for you today about these big plays because I think that is kind of the theme of this game. So, Ohio State, 35 plays of 20 yards or more this season. Yep. Purdue has won three of the last five games at Ohio, at home versus Ohio State. And here's the big one. Purdue has 17 plays this year of 40 yards or more. <sighs> Beam, last year, they had six total. Yep. It's a big play offense, and they got their trigger, man. Uh, here's Urban Meyer talking about that offense. Yeah, a lot of time, and uh, they've been spending an enormous amount of time on it, and then also you know, just the fact they have a, an elite player, that number four is really good player. And so uh, working really hard on it. All right, we'll play his clip on Rondell Moore here in a second. But what he was talking about there is what we were alluding to, how you got to be ready for everything in Purdue's offense, not just what they do normally. But Jeff Brom, he will throw some sneaky stuff in there. And you better believe it. We saw it from Dino last week at Penn State. When you got a big game like this and you got a chance to make a huge, huge uh, impact for your program and take down a giant in the Big Ten like Dino and Sparty did last week, I guarantee you that we will see one or two trick plays in this game. Uh, maybe a punt off a field goal. Who knows? It may be a fake fourth down. Who knows what it's going to be, Bean? But I feel that Ohio State needs to be ready for that because it's coming. And especially when you've got when – I'm in a, when I'm a coach drawing up a game plan, yeah. and I know I've got young guys in the secondary – who are really going to be focused on doing the basic things and getting things done, I'm definitely throwing wrinkles in there because I know they're struggling with basic stuff. So, no, I, I really expect this from Jeff Brom uh, tomorrow night that you're going to see something funky in one of these or maybe a couple of plays uh, tomorrow night. Listen, this is a Purdue team that has been down for forever. When you look at this team, yeah. they have been down in the muck, in the mud, everything. You know, Daryl Hazel goes over there, the former former Ohio State uh, assistant goes over there to coach the team. Bad years, you know. Yep. Uh, you have to go back to the Joe Tiller years to really find a successful Purdue Great team. Mustache. And fantastic. And then last year, the first year in the Jeff Brom era, uh, he um, he comes in. They make a bowl game. All right, good. This is a team that that's you know on the rise. Maddie, this just isn't a isn't a game. Um, you know, just like this isn't a prime time game for people to watch. This could possibly be a program defining yeah. win for Jeff Brown and the Purdue Boilermakers. Yes. If they win this game, I mean, you could really see uh, an arms race set in motion for who's going to hire Jeff Brom in the offseason yes. if he beats yes. Ohio State. I mean, there's going to be a lot of offers for him uh, out there, whether he stays at Purdue or not. So you have to think that these guys are going to get geared up for this game. They are going to throw everything that they have. And that's no different than every week. Nope. Because Ohio State, you know that you're going to get the opposing, opposing team's best shot every, every single trip. weekend. Every but I think that Jeff Brom is a mad genius, and I think he's one of college football's, uh, one of his, one of their best coaches. Creative I really do. Creative offensive minds, you for look, sure. I you agree. look at what this guy has done at Purdue, yeah. a team that was down and hadn't been anything. First year, bam, take over, you get to a bowl game. Good mm -hmm. for you. Second year, you're three games, you're three drives away from being undefeated on the season. If you go with Blau instead of Sindelar to start the year, who knows what happens. Sure. And so, for me, it's just, it's so big right now. It's huge. Ohio State has to prepare for everything. Yeah. Because we saw in the, what was it, the 2014 season when Virginia Tech came out in that bare defense. Yep. 
They had no answer for it. No. Ohio State has to be ready for everything that Purdue's going to throw at them on Saturday night. I agree. We'll play an urban clip about Rondo more right here after the break, but I want to let you know about Vivid Seats. We all love a night out, whether it's with our lovely one, with our best friends. The thing, the place to go to find tickets is Vivid Seats. It's an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. With Vivid Seats, listeners can watch their favorite teams and artists perform in person. Vivid Seats helps fans find their find their seats, excuse me, to any of their favorite live events, including sports, concerts, theater, and more. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Enter promo code Locked On to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Go check them out. We'll be right back, play some more Urban and Jeff Brom, and then we'll do some college picks in our last segment. You are Locked On Buckeyes, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. All right, so the main event... Is going to be Rondell Moore. Yep. That's going to be the highlight. If Rondell Moore gets loose, then it's going to be a good chance that Ohio State's going to be coming back on the bus or they're playing with an L. There, there's a good chance that that could happen. It's the truth. That's the truth. And this is a guy that you and I have been talking about for two weeks now. Yep. We both think that he is the most dynamic offensive player that they have seen to date. And that's going maybe to be. Maybe in the Big Ten. Maybe in the entire Big Ten. And you could probably argue in the entire country. That's yeah. how explosive this guy is, how quick twitched he is. And his ability to do everything, not just be a slot guy, not just be an outside guy, his ability to be in the backfield to do everything is what makes him so dynamic. Here's Urban Meyer talking about their weapon. Yeah, no, obviously um, very involved in kicking, and that's where it starts with us is how do you make sure we get that guy down on the ground because he's a very explosive player for a freshman, but very explosive. And then offense, they you know primarily use him out of a slot, but they you know they flip it to him on, on uh, push, uh, we call them lead pushes or the, mm-hmm. the handoff plays, the sweeps. And uh, just dynamic player. So what really scares me, and Urban Bright brings up another point, and I think it's really good that he we played that clip because the kicking aspect is very valuable because he's going to be the ball. T- he's going to touch the ball a ton. I mean, sure. And you always want to get the ball in your playmaker's hands as much as possible. But guarding guys out of the slot is the most difficult thing to do for DBs because you don't have the boundary, you don't have that extra defender on the field. sideline. You're it on is the island, nothing yeah. but grass. And those guys, a lot of them have two-way routes, option routes for those guys to go anyway. When you've got a guy like think about Edelman, him and sure. Tom Brady for years have wrecked the league because of that option route out of the uh, out of the slot. Now you're talking about now who knows if he'll end up being Edelman. I'm just talking about from an athletic standpoint. Well, he's better he's than much Edelman. Twitchier, yeah. man. So that <laughs> is terrifying coming out of the slot when you got a cat like that that can go any way, east west, whatever he wants, dropping on a dime. Blau's going to have some really easy throws made to him, and that's why I think whether or not Beam, I think this guy can make a real big impact because you talk about, man, him coming out of that slot, you get a quick three-yard slant. We watch Odell kill people in the league doing that stuff because he's so twitched up, he's so fast. Look, man, it's going to be – they're going to have their hands full with this cat tomorrow, no doubt. Yeah, they are. It's just, um, you know, you almost at this point, Maddie. you're sitting there and you're saying, like, well, he's going to get his yardage, and the only thing that – I guess that we can stop him uh, is stop him as soon as he catches the ball. Because if you let this dude get out in space, then it's, Good night. it's, it's a wrap. Abs- curtains. Yeah. 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 It's so like, that's the biggest thing is that they're going to, they're going to throw to Rondale Moore and he's going to be a guy that is going to get targeted multiple times. Uh, he's guy, he's going to be a guy who probably catches the ball eight to 14 times tomorrow night. Yep. That's just the way it's going to be. Uh, so, you know, it, it, I go back and I, I talk about, you know, the weather and the weather forecast with 20 to 25 mile an hour winds and rain. And the only reason that I'm at a six instead of a nine 
is because of that. So like if there's any, you know, if there's any moisture on that ball, then maybe he he drops no, a that's few. A great or maybe, point. you know, right. when he's making those moves, he's yep. got the ball out here slips. and he fumbles. Yep. You yep. know, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so I just, you know, he he's so electric. There isn't anything else that we can say about them or say about him that we haven't said on the podcast all week. <laughs> For two weeks. I mean, this has been a guy who we've, you know, we have like knelt down before him. We bent the knee to him and said, listen, man, you go get yours. You're going to do this thing. Like you could be a Buckeye slayer by the end of the night. And so that's, you know, when I talk about this weather and if you want to flip to the other side of the ball, Maddie, I think it's so imperative. We talked about the run game and the run game struggles. Weather's going to be the same for both teams. No doubt. You got 20, 25 mile an hour wins and you're expecting Purdue to struggle with the pass game. Maybe this comes for number number seven in the offense. So it's going to be so imperative to get the running game going. I think this is a Purdue team that ranks in the top 30 in rush defense. They rank like, I don't know, 116 or 119 in total pass defense. Yeah. So if you take away the pass yes. because of weather and you just load the box, Purdue can beat you with their run defense. No doubt. They can definitely beat you with their run defense. Here's Urban talking about his offense and how he wants to see a little bit more balance. I, I, I'm going to preach balance again, and, and uh, we're going to continue to work that. Uh, but as far as what you know, the things he needs to work on, he's, he's very good at. Um, we just need to get more balance because at some point, whether it be weather, whether it be defense, whether it be whatever, you need to have a little bit more balance. No more excuses. The guys in the yep. mosh pit, they got to get it done this week. They got to get it done this week. The offensive line has taken a couple steps back since the beginning of the season. Those guys, you talked about it. One of the biggest old lines, if not the biggest old line in the country. Let's see you get up there this week and move some cats around, throw some dudes out of the club. Because of the weather beam, if – you're really scared of this offense for Purdue, and I think you should at least respect what they do, especially their passing game. If that's going to be a big factor, I am running the ball. That way I keep them on the sideline. That's exactly what we talked about a lot with Robinson and TCU. You don't want to give this offense a quick strike offense. Right. opportunity after opportunity, especially when it's a real weakness for you. So, no, I'm looking for Mike Weber, J.K. Dobbins, and these hogs up front yep. to get the job done this week. Because if the weather's there and the receivers and Hasses can't do it, they have to be the ones to do it. So, no, Beam, they got to get down there. Get, throw some bows at some people and move some cats around. This is the week where I got to see it or it's going to be really disappointing. Take some pride. I, I think the message to the offensive line should be take some pride and listen, you're Ohio State. You're playing Purdue. And we're talking about a Purdue defense that could maybe beat you. That should be a slap in the face. Absolutely. Like that should be a slap in the face that if you're watching, sure. you know, whatever, I don't know, whatever show you're listening to, if, if perhaps an Ohio State Buckeye right. is listening to the Locked on Buckeyes podcast. I, ho- I hope that they yes. are and they're listening to this and that gets them motivated. It's time to get it going. Because this is a team with so many elite players. Yes. This is a team with so high of expectations. Right. And for the past three, four weeks, it has just been way below expectations. You know, you go back to Indiana, look at Minnesota. This is a team who's gone down, who has just continually gone down, uh, except for Dwayne Haskins and the wide receivers. There, this is a team, Maddie, whose stock is falling down. You can tell, you can say everyone else, Georgia getting beat and everything like that. Can't worry about them right now. You can't do anything because now you're going up against a Purdue team that people are saying, yep, they need to be on upset alert. Watch out for Purdue. It's like, that should ranked. be a slap. And be. They're three and three. Yeah, they're not even ranked. They got beat by Eastern Michigan. <laughs> that should be a damn slap in the face to you. Go out there yeah, on Saturday night 
if the weather is bad, have some pride yes. and blow some people off the ball. I agree because that's what you do when you're the O-line, right? When these are the games to where, hey, the weather's bad, I got us. Yeah. I got us. We Don't got worry control about of it. it. Receivers, you guys just stand out there and look cute. We got the game right. this week because that's what you come to Ohio State for, to impose your will on people because exactly. you guys are that good. Here is one clip from Jeff Brom just kind of previewing the game and what he expects. Now moving on uh, to the next week, which is uh, everyone knows is a, uh, a great opponent. I think, uh, you know, with the common eye, when you look at the college landscape, there's two teams that stand out as being elite, and that's Alabama and Ohio State. And uh, rightfully so. They've earned it. Uh, they've got great players, great talent. They're extremely well coached. They know what they're doing. And the thing that really impressed me the most about them is, um, you know, they've had a couple games uh, that have been a little bit close, and uh, these guys just know how to win. They know how to find a way to win. Uh, they got a lot of history and tradition, and uh, uh, it's going to be a, a very tough matchup. So our guys just got to approach the week, have a good week of practice, prepare ourselves as well as we can, uh, have a great attitude, and then come game day we just got to cut it loose and uh, let the pieces fall where they may. Uh, but it's an exciting time for our team to play in this uh this opponent, uh, I know our fans are excited, and uh, we're looking forward to this uh, game uh, on our home turf. So he's got great respect for the Buckeyes. We understand that. It's a bit of, bit of some coach speak there from Jeff Brom. Uh, here he is before Beam lets you know about Sling TV uh, on the Buckeyes offense. Well, I think they've done a great job. They've got a very good quarterback who, even though he's a good athlete, he can throw the football, and he likes to throw the football. That's kind of what he wants to do. They've got good receivers, have a ton of experience, uh, and They've become a pass-first team that sets up the run by throwing the ball. But, uh, you know, if you're going to try to just take away the run, they're going to throw the ball every play, and they've done it successfully, and they've put up a lot of yards. And uh, like I said, uh, I know their quarterback, that's what he wants to do. He wants to throw the ball. Uh, so this is a challenge for us. Uh, you know, this will be the first really team uh, that we face that I think is this prolific in the passing game, has been this productive. Um, you know, we had some struggles earlier in the season, uh, giving up a lot of passing yards, so it is a it is a concern. So we're going to have to find ways to you know put a little pressure on the quarterback, try to make him feel uncomfortable, and uh, you know give him some different looks. And you know, if we don't, it's going to be a long day for us. But uh, I think their offense has played outstanding, and they've got great talent, and their quarterback has definitely taken charge and ran with it. It's crazy to hear a coach talk about Ohio State and talk about the passing game in that way, right? can't remember I've ever heard a coach talk about Ohio State in the passing game like that. No. I mean, that's the ultimate weapon for them. Uh, we all know that. But, yeah, they've got great respect for that. Not a lot of respect for the run game. And sure. You heard him mention it slightly, but he knows that the passing game is what they do. And those their defensive coaches, I'm sure, all week have been drawing up schemes to try to take away the big plays and force them to throw short plays inside of the hashes and all that stuff and force them to run the ball because right now they have to feel confident in what they've seen uh, from Ohio State's running game because they know they can probably get after him a little bit. Yeah, this is a um, – I think, Maddie, when you, you look at this matchup – it really is the same for both defenses, you know, because yeah. Ohio State's rush defense has been all right. You know, they they've been fine. They haven't been, you know, what we've expected them to be. It's been okay. Um, yeah, I agree. They they've been for the most part they've been fine. You know, you watched Ibrahim uh, last week for Minnesota. He went nuts, um, but for the most part they've been they've been very very okay. And Purdue's the same way. They've been a very good rush defense team. Mm -hmm. And then you look at Purdue on the pass defense, and they've been very bad. Yep. You look at Ohio State on the pass defense, and for Ohio State expectations, they have been very bad. You look at the quarterbacks. Both quarterbacks have been very good. You know, Dwayne Haskins has been better, obviously, than right. David Blau, but we're talking about Purdue team. Uh, so, yeah, he's been very good. You talk about receivers for Purdue. They've been very good. Offensive line, both have been kind of shaky. 
And so these t- two teams, I feel like, are mere matchups. Mm-hmm. And everything that we say about Ohio State is the exact same that goes for Purdue. Sure. And everything we say about Purdue and what a big game plan is for them, it's the same thing they're going to be saying about Ohio State. Right. So I think these are two teams uh, that you can really mirror when you watch each other. And um, it, it's just, I think it's going to be a fun game. I think it's going to get weird. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to get stressful for Ohio State fans. So uh, it's going to be very, very interesting. But no, it's uh, it, it's it's an absolute imperative matchup uh, for these guys to get right. All right, Maddie, let me tell you about our guys from Sling TV. Yes. You don't want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. Are you sick and tired of paying for 20 channels that you never watch when you just want to see your team win? Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. For $30 a month, you can get ESPN, Pac-12, SEC, Big Ten, and more. Stream on your big screen and all of your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, only better. There's no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel it at any time. Sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Locked on listeners get their seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on that's s-l-i-n-g dot com slash locked on go to sling tv and check our guys out this is locked on buckeyes your team every day all right nice full slate of games this week it's, it's really not that bad yeah, how did ohio state and purdue end up on the 7 30 matchup because i'll tell you why know. because they know they know they know they know they do, do they I do think, they i think they know man the point spread coming down is interesting Right? That's a little interesting. It was at 14 to start the week, and now it's dropped to 12 and a half. That, 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 a... that is interesting. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, money's coming in on Purdue because there's people listening to the Lockdown, what, maybe, Lockdown Buckeyes maybe. podcast. We've been hyping them up, but look, I, look, it's not that we don't think Ohio State is an uberly talented squad. It's not that. We just not. see the weaknesses there, and we see the matchup this week and how, look, this style that Purdue um, they play with could give Ohio State some fits. All right, let's pick some games here. I think we've we got to start with the big one in the Big Ten, right? Look, the game that kicks off at noon, which should be the 7.30 game on Fox. In my right? opinion, flip, but flip, I'm, I'm fine these with two it. games, whatever. I don't have to work if it's a night game, so I'm you're, all good. So Play every night game. I love watching <laughs> noon games. Noon games are my favorite. Right. But night games for Ohio State, I don't have to work, so I get two days off on the weekend, and it's beautiful. That That is love right there. All right, number six, Michigan versus number 24, Michigan State. Look, Dino's kind of got the better of Michigan here for a long he time. This is big for Harbaugh Dino to get this done. Dino and Urban, both. Exactly, because now Harbaugh, think about this. The whole Michigan State, Ohio State thing, he has not done well at all in this rivalry. So this is going to be big for them. They've got things rolling. Higdon right now has got five-plus gains of 100 yards or more. Beast. Um, Shea Patterson starting to run the ball a little bit. That's what they want to do well, man, is just move people around and run the ball. Now, on the opposite side of this, Lewerke and those guys have been okay. They've been starting to figure it out here. Releasing that was a big, big win for them last week. Sure. I still feel like Michigan's the more complete team right now. So I think they go into East Lansing tomorrow at noon and get the dub. I think that when you look at Michigan, uh, this is a team that will physically assert themselves on you. They will hit you in the mouth. Yeah. You saw the video of Devin Bush against Wisconsin coming up Hello. and cracking that, that offensive lineman right in the mouth and then flexing on him. I mean, this is a team that right. knows they're bigger, better, and stronger than you yep. on the defensive side of the ball, yep. and they're going to let you know it. I think Michigan rolls in rolls. this one. Rolls. Roll. Okay, rolls. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next one here, number 16, NC State versus number three Clemson low Ryan Finley's a pretty good quarterback I know some people think this is going to be upset alert for Clemson I like Trevor Lawrence and what they got going down there man I'm still believing in Etienne and that running game is getting going for Clemson man so I'm rolling with them at the crib and the in the other Death Valley yeah this is yeah. the other Death Valley right yeah. so no I'm rolling with the uh I'm rolling with the Tigers yeah me too I just I Clemson's too good I know that a lot of people 
Um, you know, I've talked about Trevor Lawrence and can he take on the full starting He's quarterback fine. role? He's going to be all right. Clemson will be a usual suspect again. Um, I know they had that close game against Syracuse a few weeks ago when yeah. he went out. But listen, they're fine. I agree. Clemson will win this game. Look, I think the next team that we're going to talk about that's playing at home in the other Death Valley is the most disrespected team in the country right yep. now. Because when you talk about LSU and what they've been able to do going on the road and getting winning games at Auburn, um, look, that was so big for them to do that. I understand Burrow threw a couple picks a couple weeks ago, but it doesn't matter. This guy has been pretty consistent for them. They've got a solid running game, nice little defense. We love Greedy Williams, man. He's going to be a dog in the league next year, sure. shutting down uh, number one receivers eventually in the NFL. Look, uh, Fitzgerald's pretty good. They got a pretty good running game at Mississippi State, man, but it's just going to be so hard for me, I think, for them to go into LSU with them humming right now. I'm rolling with the, uh, I'm rolling with the Tigers again. I am too. They absolutely punched the Bulldogs in the mouth last week. Yeah. I mean, just Bullied rolled them. up on them. Bullied and that them. was a Georgia team who I thought was quietly the best team in the country. I was with you like, on that. They weren't getting any of the hype. They yeah. were just kind of laying in the weeds. Sure. This was a team who I thought had everything together. And then LSU Boom. came in there, a big old home game for them, wham! Yep. Right in the mouth. Yep. Punched them. Get out of here. See ya. You're done here, Bozo. Coach O, I think LSU does once again. They rolled. Do you see their uniforms for this week, no. by the way? What are they doing? Oh my. Are they clean? I so listen. I am one of the people who hates the alternate uniforms. Yeah, right? Yeah, hate them. Yeah, Absolutely sure, hate them. Ohio State should never wear them. I got to look at Curtis Samuel running a ball in against Michigan with an iconic photo and a damn cannonball black helmet. All right, that's the stupidest <laughs> I, thing I in the like whole that. world. I, I didn't like that they did it. Not they for brought that them game. back out for the Michigan game. Exactly. It was very stupid. Yes. I hate it. Uh, I, I'll save you my spiel. But the helmets that LSU are wearing this weekend. Is they're it the like, white one? No, they're not wearing the white one. So usually they got the yellow helmets with the, the yeah, purple yeah, yeah, right yeah, in there. Yeah. This week they're going with purple helmets, and that the light hits them in a certain way, they like turn to yellow. That's fire. They're like that's I don't know, fire. like you know those holographic yeah, know cards exactly used to have when you were a kid. That's pure fire. This is what is going to happen. LSU rolls. Yeah, in this with game. those helmets, how do they not win the game? Come on, right. you, you come out in that swag. You gotta uh, you gotta get the job done. Our right, last one here for this week: number twelve Oregon on the road against number twenty-five Washington State. Look, Herbert, he, he's been balling. He's been balling. As far as the Pac-12 goes with the college sure. football playoff, I don't know. But, man, they got a big win. Um, was it last week? They yeah. the big one? Last, yeah, week, last, last week, big win. So, no, against Washington. So, no, this is going to be big for them to kind of solidify themselves as a real team going on the road against a pretty pesky Washington State team. I think they've got the best player on the field in Herbert, so I'm rolling with them. Yeah, this is where college game day is at this weekend. Um, so, I think that environment is going to be – uh, pretty good. I think the Washington State Wazoo oh, Mike flag. Leach. Yeah, yeah. That's. I think that's why they're all the flags will be. There. Yeah, all the the entire. Yeah, the, all the flags that you want. The Washington State flag. So, uh, I think it could be close, Maddie. I yeah. think that's going to be a good environment at, at Wazoo. Uh, but I think Oregon just has way too much talent. All right, that's it for this week, Brandon. Let them know score where they can... for me. Ohio State score. Come on. It's what like a, the fourth week in a row it is here. Three weeks in a row. We got to find something. <laughs> what is going on? What am I doing? I don't know. Um, it's just gonna be a thing now. This it's is gonna just, be a gonna, thing. Just me forgetting the score. All right, I'm gonna go. Wow. What do we got? Twelve and a half point favorite. Yeah. Wow. I think I'm gonna go Buckeyes. Thirty-seven. Okay. Purdue. Hmm, Thirty-one. That's pretty good. 37 to 31, and I don't like that coming out of my mouth. No, I don't either. I'm going to go Buckeyes 34, Purdue 
28. Oh, so we've got tight games. We got tight games. We got games. T- tight games. All right, can I sign off now? We can go. We can get out Hit of Hit them here. up. Where, they, where can they find you on At Twitter? At Brandon Beam 971 <laughs> if this happens to be an Ohio State game that is close on Saturday, you will find me there freaking out. <laughs> Matty Ice 971. Um, look, we'll be back on Monday, and hopefully we'll be in a good mood. Winner loss, we'll the, be here. We'll be here. Hopefully the Bears get it done. Gets hopefully the, the Ravens Bring get them it on. done. Hopefully we're 3-0 and on this pod talking about our teams. We'll be back on Monday. Have a good weekend, guys. Peace.